You're listening to WERALP, Arlington, Virginia, 96.7 FM, streaming and on demand at WERA.FM. I'd say uh, engineering is a, is a curious art. Coming to you from Arlington Independent Media, I'm your host, Lynn Borton, and this is Choose to be Curious. Welcome. My dad likes to say, if you change your point of view, you will see something new. I'm taking that in a very literal way this week with an episode that is all about new horizons. Danny Bassett and David Lydon Staley, both at the University of Pennsylvania, have been doing some fascinating work on knowledge networks and mapping curiosity. Using sophisticated algorithms, they're looking at the patterns we create as we explore and express our curiosity. Do we drill straight down on a single topic? building a robust, somewhat linear trail of connections? Or do we jump around, creating what we'd describe as very open, loose networks of associations and ideas? When I interviewed Danny about all of this some time ago, I asked if we might ultimately prove to have a sort of personal curiosity fingerprint, a a unique profile or set of patterns that characterize how each of us chooses to be curious. She imagines we do. So here's a look at my curiosity fingerprints for today. I was inspired to create a show about the Frederick Douglass Memorial Bridge when I moved into a condo last summer and got a distant view of some very cool-looking arches. At first, I couldn't figure out what I was looking at, and I was curious. Eventually, I realized it was a bridge under construction, And it didn't take long to figure out it was the new Frederick Douglass Memorial Bridge, although I confess I hadn't paid any attention to it before. The project's website and social media rewarded my curiosity and interesting community engagement efforts that I thought were compelling examples of curiosity at work. You see where this is going, right? There was a video about women involved in every imaginable facet of the bridge's progress, This was a delightful surprise to me and a good example, I thought, of the rewards of seeking more information about something that interests us, if even just a little. There was really impressive outreach to young people in the community who might explore engineering as a career path, a terrific example that looks like it rewards youthful curiosity with potential life paths that are good for the individual and the community. And there was hashtag... FDMB Vantage Point, a social media campaign about seeing the bridge from different perspectives that immediately brought my father to mind. All of this struck me as quintessentially choose to be curious. I figured I had to do a show about the bridge. In fact, the idea launched a sort of mini series inspired by things I can see from my new balcony that I might not have seen before, might not have even guessed would interest me. The new Frederick Douglass Memorial Bridge is a project of the district's Department of Transportation. The original bridge was built in 1950 and is used by more than 77,000 commuters daily. When complete, the new bridge will have six traffic lanes, as well as improved accommodations for bicycle and pedestrian traffic, including four pedestrian overlooks, three above-deck arches, and two piers that will appear to float on the river. All of which 
takes a lot of engineering, which is why I'm delighted to have Dennis Howland, a proud graduate of Morgan State University with 25 years of civil engineering experience, with me today. Dennis is the program manager responsible for the execution and delivery of the South Capitol Street Corridor mega program, including the new Frederick Douglass Memorial Bridge. So welcome, Dennis. Thank you, Lynn. Good to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. Finally, I'm very excited. So tell me, what got you interested in engineering? Well, I uh, was always very good at uh, math and, and science. And I was also a, also a very curious kid. And so I, I would uh, take apart the, the lawnmower or I would do different things uh, around the house that uh, got the attention of my parents. And my father was a shop teacher. You know, I would take uh, industrial arts classes during uh, you know, middle school and high school, more so to impress my dad. But I found out that I was actually pretty good understanding and seeing and grasping the, con- the concepts. And, uh, and I was rewarded with, with pretty good grades in those classes. So, yeah, so it was just kind of natural that uh, when I started looking at colleges, yeah, I, I was being recruited because I had a high SAT score in math in particular. So I was being recruited by engineering schools. And, and uh, you know, there was an, an ego portion there too because uh, the, the engineering schools typically had uh, the more difficult admissions requirements. So, so I did that. I applied for electrical engineering and, and got in under electrical engineering, but really never had any interest in electrical engineering. It was, uh, it was structures and, uh, and it was big construction equipment that had always uh, caught my attention. And, and then, uh, and then there's also, you know, big dollar contract sizes. Kid, I would always see, you know, those really big, contracts. And so that was always, it just seemed like those would be fun, fun things to work on. So this project must be like your dream project. How did you come to be involved with this? Yes. Every day I I drive to work and I see the arches and, and yeah, I am literally driving to my my dream job. So a uh, family friend had us, had a small engineering firm here in, in the district and she was looking for a new general manager and uh, they knew me and they knew my experience and they thought I would do well. And so they called me and, and uh, I was doing DOD work and, and I considered it and, and, and made the switch. And so I first came back to DC as a consultant um, looking to do business with the district. That stint probably lasted about six, seven months. A big contract that they had had fallen through and, uh, and, and really didn't have the capacity to continue to support me. And so I, I lost my job and I was looking for a job uh. and the district had advertised a project engineering position. And so I, I was uh, luckily in a position where I could take a substantial pay cut to be able to work on a project that, that piqued my interest, uh, something that was home, something that was big, something that was significant. And uh, I applied for the job and uh, was, a, was a project engineer on the job at first. And so I, I stayed on that position for about maybe a year and then um, wanted to go overseas again. So I went and I a contract in Qatar and uh, the plan was to, uh, to, to, to move to Qatar and, and take my family uh, to Qatar for five or six years and live the uh, expat life. 
And uh, so I got there. It was great. I loved Qatar. I was ready to move my family out there. And again, I lost another contract. Oh, wow. So came back home. Uh, indeed, I had I advertised another position. And, you know, I left on very good terms. So I applied for that job and, and, uh, and got that job. And, uh, and so as soon as I had kind of showed up, um, the program manager who I had worked for, who had first hired me into DDOT, I had left. And so it created a vacancy uh, in the program manager position. And Joe Dorsey, who's my deputy now, did an excellent job managing the project for probably a good year uh, or more in that program manager position. And that, But uh, they advertised it. Uh, I applied for it. And, and uh, you know, by the grace of God, I, I, uh, I got my dream job. And there you are. Very cool. Well, you know, my son is an engineer. He also had a penchant for lawnmowers as a kid. There must be some, that must be like a marker. And I've always been interested in what seems to me sort of an engineer's mindset, which has always struck me as a kind of curious mindset, always sort of wanting to understand how things work, how they're put together, big things, small things. And I'm wondering how you think curiosity is used in engineering in general, in this project, or for you personally? Yeah, I'd say uh, engineering is a, is a curious art. Oh, nice. Yeah, I had a uh, STEM franchise. My, my couple buddies in my, uh, and I from college bought a engineering for kids franchise. And one of the things that we taught as a part of this franchise was the engineering design uh, model. Oh, tell me about that. You're first introduced to a problem. And so then the first thing you do is you brainstorm. And the second thing you do is you ask questions uh, you know, that come out of the brainstorming. And then you design a solution and then you build a solution and then you test the solution and then you, you uh, continue the fact of uh, continuous improvement. So you, you do that same cycle over and over again. And so so not not only are we looking to solve more problems, but we're trying to solve those problems that we've already solved better. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So those are things that I would call curiosity practices, right? Ways that you regularly use curiosity in your work. And do you have other curiosity practices of your own? Do you apply those in your life? Do you have other things that you would characterize as part of the curiosity art, as you say? Yeah, I, I do. I'm a uh, I'm a contrarian, but when I'm around like-minded people, I typically take the contrarian track uh, just to make sure that we have a full discussion. And so, yeah, I think I I curiously want to know every vantage or every perspective of a topic, so that I can choose which one. I affiliate with, you know what I mean? I, I, I do. I do. I like that a lot. I like that a yeah. lot. I also like that in the context of you working on these kind of mega projects, you know, tall buildings and bridges with fabulous arches where you're also sort of kind of getting up above the structures and getting the 360 view. I think that's like, that seems very consistent to me. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, and so, yeah, yeah, I, I am definitely, uh, the, my friends call me a daredevil. <laughs> and I think that, again, that's that, that contrarian perspective. I'm, I'm not afraid to step out and test something 
because, hey, I might like it. <laughs> you know, that's really interesting. There's some research done by a guy named Todd Cashton on different types of curiosity. And one of them has to do with risk taking and ba- and basically stepping outside your comfort zone. And so it's like a profile of curiosity. It sounds like maybe you embody that. That's pretty interesting. So I want to I want to shift gears, actually, because I know that another part of your role that's maybe less about engineering in the kind of construction sense and more in sort of engineering the project in a kind of community sense is that there are these really interesting community engagement programs that are incorporated into the project that seem to me to both elevate and reward curiosity. And I'm wondering, do you think of the new Frederick Douglass Memorial Bridge as cultivating curiosity through this project? And if so, you know, how and why is that something you would want to be doing? Yeah, we have a a saying on the bridge, and uh, I've got to credit our community engagement person, Kim Manning, for a phrase that uh, we're building more than a bridge. Nice. And that's, that's, that's really what attracts me to these big projects is that there's there's so many ancillary or um, I don't want to call them supplemental because they're not supplemental, but they're they're uh, complementary uh, benefits that we can uh, achieve when you have these really big projects that that have uh, uh, you know a large economic footprint or structure with them. One of the goals that we have is to make sure that uh, that we're doing more than just building the bridge, but that we're, we're looking at what other types of um, issues, you know, economic issues um, are associated with, with contracting, associated with workforce development, um, associated with uh, equity. We're making sure that uh, these projects have elements which touch and address uh, those other those other items. You know, not only are we improving the transportation, but we're improving lives as well. I think that's that's what I'm you know, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So from a curiosity standpoint, it's you know as we're out here, as we're engaging, as we're meeting uh, small businesses, as we're meeting uh, people who are looking for work, as we're meeting um, our neighbors. We're curious about the things that we can do from a project perspective that will help benefit those who, you know, are in, you know, the the shadow uh, of the bridge. Have you had youth get interested in engineering? And um, I, I suppose with the pandemic and other things for the last year anyway, maybe that's really sort of put a damper on things. But But are you making the case for engineering in the community, do you think? Yeah, we definitely are. We so we've oh, got good. we've got a an animated cartoon that's coming out any day now called uh, Frederick Douglass builds a bridge. It's about three minutes. It's it's, uh, it's geared towards uh, K to, to second graders, and uh, it just really talks about how a bridge is designed and and how it's built and the very elements that uh, a lot of kids that that I hear from are asking, how do you build a bridge over water? And so it answers a lot of those questions and, and, and that's really cool. And then we have uh, you know on-the-job training opportunities. We've had some co-ops and internships uh, during the summers and, and over some uh, some semesters. And, and, and so now we're at that 
phase of the project where you know it's the it's the last year, and we're trying to to, to identify uh, legacy opportunities. And so one of the things that we're working on now is we call it the Strive Program, and uh, we're looking to partner with DC public schools and work with high school students to uh, to do kind of a mentorship program uh, between uh, DDOT. Uh, our contractors and uh, and DCPS students. That's cool. If people are interested in learning more about that, where can they get information on that? Yeah, www.newfrederickdouglasbridge.com. Uh, if you su- subscribe on that website, you know, we have uh, regular uh, notices that go out to, to inform the public of, of our activities. Cool. Well, this also feels like a really appropriate legacy to Frederick Douglass, um, you know, a remarkable leader and intellect. And do you personally take any inspiration from him in working on this project? So when I first got the job, the very first thing I did was I went to audible.com and I downloaded the book, Frederick Douglass. Yeah. It's like a 34 hour uh, audible. And uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, I learned so much about Frederick Douglass. I learned so much more than I had known, you know, before. I mean, I have such a high regard for for him and what he accomplished and what he's done and 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 what he stands for. And and I take a lot of inspiration from him. And it is definitely one of the reasons why uh, I'm really pushing for opportunities to uh, make a difference. Uh, opportunities to, uh, you know, he had a uh, speech called the self-made men. And, uh, and so I really take a lot of, you know, a lot of the spirit from that speech. One, you know, one of the the statements he made was he said a, uh, a slave child is a real child. Mm -hmm. Uh, And really it was his life as a child, because I have I have uh, two young sons and I've got I have three kids, a, a, a three-year-old, four-year-old, an eight-year-old. And uh, when I was listening to it and I was listening to the way uh, he described his life for going on this plantation, it was no different from, you know, my little kid's life. And then they had that, that indoctrination um, into the plantation. And uh, that occurred at five years old. But up until then, you know, and so it was just that impact of of him going through that and still being able to not let that rob him of, you know, who he was or 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 or, or his, you know, it was it was a, a series of, of great fortunes that allowed him to get to Baltimore. But uh, that he was able to hang on to, yeah, I think that's what he was able. He was able to hang on to those experiences um, as a child, um, which allowed him to 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 learn and discover and to read and to, you know, he was probably the most curious. He had to be the most curious person uh, in the history of the world uh, <laughs> to, to, to have accomplished what he's accomplished. Uh, it's just, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I I, uh, I am. Uh, he, uh, Frederick Douglass is, is, is my hero. <laughs> and what a lovely 
kind of testimonial to the value of what you all are doing in terms of providing programs to young kids, you know, that maybe that's the thing that sort of plants the seed that they return to at some future time. That's a, it's a great legacy. You know, when people look at projects, a lot of times they look at that, you know, they ask the question, what can this project do for them now? And sooner or later you get to a point, you know, like where we are now, you're in the third year of a four-year project. And so what can I do for you now? There's not a lot of more hiring. There's not a lot more subcontracts. There's just not a lot that we can do for people right now. And so now we really need to be able to focus on, uh, you know, what we can do so that people will be prepared for the next big project that's going to just come, you know, a few months from now. And so that's really what I I look for. You know, what can we do to set people up so that the next project will be uh, more successful than than my project? Nice. So you're building more than a bridge. Building more than a bridge. Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. So, oh man, we are out of time, but I have my big jar of wannabe analogies. Are you up for this? I'll take it. All right. All right. That's the spirit. Okay. So I have this big glass jar, literally, uh, and there are slips of paper inside. I'm taking some out. One for you, one for me, one for our audience. And we're going to make an analogy to whatever is written on these slips of paper. So, huh. Yours is high school. How is curiosity like high school? And mine is envelope. Um, Do you want to go or you want me to go first? Uh, If you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So how is curiosity like an envelope? Um, Well, um, an envelope is a pretty simple thing to put other things into that you then send off Um, And I think curiosity is a place where you can kind of put your ideas and your questions and you send them off um, into the world to to kind of go places you might not otherwise go. Um, And it's a a way to collect things, a place to put things that maybe are uh, kind of random and useless at the time, but that you come back to and you're glad you stuck them in an envelope. So that's what I'll say. Curiosity is like an envelope. How... This is a tough one. How is curiosity like high school? So, so it's my turn, I guess, huh? Yeah. How is curiosity like high school? So, uh, curiosity is like high school because you uh, get out of it what you put into it. Oh, nicely done. <laughs> and never truer words spoke. Holy cow. <laughs> nicely done. Um, and audience, here's an interesting pairing. Yours is aging. How is curiosity like aging? Let me know. Facebook, Twitter, hashtag analogy. Well, Dennis, thank you so much for this. And um, it's been really fun to watch the progress from afar. It took me a while to figure out what I was looking at because I've got it from a kind of funny angle. I can only imagine how fabulous it is to be up working on the bridge. So congratulations and thank you for the work that you do. Lynn, thank you very much. This was very fun and thank you for what you do. You've been listening to WERA 96.7 FM. If you joined us late or want to catch up with this or any of the other great shows here on Radio Arlington, check us out online and on demand at WERA.FM. 
You can find all my previous shows on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, and Facebook, all at Choose to Be Curious, or on my website at choosetobecurious.com. I hope you'll follow me there and on Twitter at choose number two, letter B, curious. Don't forget to send us your aging analogy, hashtag analogy. Our theme music is by Sean Ballack, and this is Discovery Harbor by Cloud Harbor via Blue Dot Sessions. Many thanks to my guests, Dennis Howland, and everyone on the new Frederick Douglass Memorial Bridge team that helped make this interview possible. Check out links to the bridge and associated projects and some of my pictures of the bridge all on my website. And go take some pictures of your own. Flag them with hashtag FDMB vantage point and share your unique perspective. Guaranteed, you'll help someone else see something new. I hope you'll join us again next time. And until then, choose to be curious. So if I look out from my balcony, I can see the high rises of Roslyn just to the north. And it's the site of hundreds of crows flying into roost last fall that inspired a show about those incredibly curious birds. Then there's the Kennedy Center and the Watergate Steps at the foot of the Lincoln Memorial, where I have learned the Washington Symphony used to play on barges anchored in the Potomac. I can see the Basilica, RFK Stadium, the Hill of the National Arboretum, the monuments, of course, and the Frederick Douglass Memorial Bridge, which took me forever to figure out was actually a bridge and not some crazy superstructure on top of a building that appeared to be in front of it. I can see the water tower near the NOAA Satellite Operations Facility and all the way around the National Airport, the Pentagon, and the Air Force Memorial. Funding for Choose to be Curious on WERA 96.7 FM is provided in part by the Center for Parents and Teens, where families are strengthened through a connection built through positive communication, mutual understanding, and realistic expectations of one another. For more information, visit www.centerforparentsandteens.com. Funding for Choose to be Curious is provided in part by Concentric Private Wealth, where changemakers develop clarity for today and confidence for tomorrow by centering on what matters most, which involves more than just money. More information at www.concentricpw.com. Advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network, a registered investment advisor.